0: Okay, hey guys, what's going on? And welcome back to Onwards and Upwards, the podcast where we talk about all things, motivation, lifestyle, productivity, and pretty much everything in between. I'm especially excited about today's podcast because we actually have a guest. Her name is Emma Volrath and she is the founder of Emma Lou The Label. And today we talk all about work-life balance, managing life in your 20s, building a brand, dealing with anxiety, and basically everything that you need to know about living in your 20s and just trying to figure things out. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into it. I'm super excited that you're here talking to me today. Just go ahead and give us a little insight into who you are, what you do, and kind of just how you got there.
1: Yay, I'm super excited to be here. Um, I have an athlete's line called Lou the Label, and I started Lou honestly right before the pandemic, which seems like so long ago. Um, But I was a personal trainer, and all my clients were primarily women. And I don't know if you've done personal training, but it's super customized. And every client is different. Obviously you can't just throw anyone into a super hard workout. Everyone's different. And so I would get really specific on what they wanted to change about themselves or just wanted to improve on. And it always landed on the lower stomach area. I swear everybody had an issue with that area. I did my friends did all my clients did. And so there wasn't anything I could recommend them on the market to kind of improve that area or just feel better about themselves while they're on this journey because it's a super vulnerable time and I because I didn't I didn't want to recommend like a waist chain or can't go to Trader Joe's and that or you know everyone kind of looks at you funny and so I kind of played around with different fabrics and didn't even intend on making an activewear brand or a brand in general but then I found something that worked and lo and behold Emily was born after months of testing and trying but yeah, it all stemmed from just clients and what they, what I thought they needed.
0: Sure. And I honestly, I've never seen anything like your active wear ever before with kind of your built in like sweat encouraging material and that band that you have going on. How did you come up with that? Was that to just go for targeting that lower stomach area that was like the inspiration for it?
1: Yeah, it was all based on lower tummy area. Cause I did research before I completely sort of brand out of the idea to make sure it was actually tangible. And so i noticed that well women there's 95 percent of us suffer with bloating and that can be caused from inner issues like ibs or you know you're just having internal issues with that and i knew heat chopping was really popular in the 80s with those really (laughs) good looking sauna suits that i'm sure we've all seen they're just super amazing but i kind of got inspo from that and used a neoprene fabric first, like a wetsuit fabric. And it was, wetsuits are super thick and it's supposed to keep you warm. So I kind of was inspired by that as well. So the first pair of yoga pants actually that are still on the site, I think it's the black one and then the plum colored one, they have the neoprene in the waistband, which is funny to think about it. I landed on a recycled thermoplastic. It's like a, uh, a polyester fiber family and it just helps reduce water weight, bloating, Any built up toxins. We carry a lot of uh, toxins in our lower stomach, like BPA, and it just helps kind of cleanse everything and it's safe. And yeah.
0: That's awesome. And I'm honestly super excited to talk to you not only about like your business journey and how you started as a businesswoman, especially during the pandemic and how we were all just kind of at home. Um, that definitely is something that I'm interested to hear more about, but I'm also super excited to learn more about how you've been balancing your work and personal lives in a way that really works for you, since I know that you're in your 20s, I'm in my 20s, and it's like a roller coaster to figure things like that out. So why don't you tell me a little bit about how it was starting your own brand and if you ran into any obstacles that maybe you didn't expect? Yeah. So in the
1: beginning, when you start a brand, you're working 24 seven and cause you're, it's just you and you're learning everything. I didn't go at the time. I was, my major was communication, so I had not a single clue on what anything was, but I just was learning as I was going. And I thought I could, I mean, I balance was always, I was always thought I was really organized, but as time went on and Emily started to grow, I, it can be really overwhelming. And it, during the pandemic, I wasn't working, I wasn't training, or you're just at home, so you have all the time on your hands. So it was really easy for me to start a business and just work on on it the whole time during the pandemic. And then obviously life went back to normal, and I was so used to my pandemic life, like my quarantine life. And so I got back into teaching, and then I was still in school at the time. And so I kind of realized that balance isn't wasn't really prevalent. I would say I I didn't really know exactly how to do it. So I'm still learning today, but I just figured it's more about getting your priorities and time management right because balance is kind of a taboo thing where everyone has so much going on that if you have time to do it all, I admire you, but I'm still learning to juggle when is the right time to stop working and when I should take time for myself.
0: Oh, 100%. And I think it's so funny that you brought up that your major was communication, because I was literally in the same boat. I went into college and I had no clue what I was going to do. And I ended up going and doing communications that was my major as well and it totally kind of works out when you're looking at balancing and everything since I feel like a lot of the remote work when we went into like that transition period where we were all starting to work from home it was like okay like what's the most important thing to do right now and it's to be able to like communicate with our work colleagues and if you were still in school to communicate with professors and other students and everything while online so I think that I'm sure you were able to use that in a unique way just as I was too so that's super cool you mentioned that.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's like you go from the one transition to another, and it's completely different than what you imagined it to be.
0: Yeah, definitely. And so out of curiosity, your brand and how you were kind of learning, I guess, how to manage that and balancing it with your personal life. Like you said, like it was easier when it was just the pandemic and you were able to focus on just that. What are some tips that maybe you could share with us that have helped you balance things out a little bit better? I am a timer freak, like a phone timer. I,
1: I know it's not really balancing, but it helps with time management, which I think they're kind of, it helps both ways. But I like to do tasks in 30 minute intervals. And I don't know where I found this, it's not mine, but it's the most helpful thing. Just put your phone on Do Not Disturb, your laptop on Do Not Disturb, especially if you're really overwhelmed and you're looking at your to-do list and you have like 50 things you need to get done just start off by listing maybe the first seven things that are on a deadline or just things that you have to get done ASAP. And then from there, you can go through your list and just start each one for 30 minutes and just keep going through the list, going back through. And it it goes by quicker than you imagine. Sometimes I'll write things down and I'll just think, oh my God, I'm gonna be on my laptop all day. I'm gonna have no time for anything, but then I'll start a task and it takes 15 minutes. So it's really helpful when you break every, thing down because then it's not so overwhelming if you just start it all and you're kind of multitasking.
0: Yeah. And I love that you brought up timers. That's totally a tip that I recommend all the time when people are either struggling with like finding the motivation to start their work or also Kind of having difficulty with working in all they have to do within like a 24 hour time span like we have to sleep eat and a lot of us are working on you know our health so then we're at the gym like you're you're in fitness so i'm sure you totally understand that it's so difficult sometimes to find the time in our life to focus on things that we have to get done so i love your tip about the timers i totally relate to that and i use them all the time as well and out of curiosity have you found any Um, I guess like interval timers that work better for you. So you said 30 minutes. Do you take a break after that or kind of just jump into the next task right away?
1: Yeah, I'll do 30 minutes. I'll probably go through the seven or however many tasks I have. Usually it's five to seven and I'll go through each one 30 minutes. I occasionally get up, I make myself a nice chai, or I'll go get the mail or just walk outside for five minutes. But I try to take breaks every, maybe every hour. I can't sit still for that long. I'm very antsy. So And if you can't do 30, just try 15 and just see how that goes because I guarantee you'll be able to finish most of what you need to do in 15 to 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. And I I love that it's super achievable too, where it's not like you're taking on an hour's worth of material to like work on. You can just start with 15 minutes or 30 or whatever you can kind of make the time for. And I've even heard like a. I guess it's like a productivity rule or like tip or something where if it can be done in under five minutes that you just do it right then and there. And that's honestly something that I've used a ton in my life that has really helped me, especially with like keeping things tidy around the house, you know, working from home, it's been super difficult to be like, have that separation of work-life balance, and especially the separation of, okay, when do I stop working, and when do I take care of my home, when do I take care of myself, and so that like five-minute rule has been so helpful for me, and just like, okay, I should probably clean up the kitchen right now, let me take five minutes and do as much as I can, so I love that tip, and I'm sure it's been really helpful for you, as it is for me, and hopefully it'll help some others as well. Yeah, that's a
1: great tip, I'm going to use that, the five-minute one. That's
0: yeah, good. right? <laughs> Okay. So I also wanted to talk to you a little bit more about FOMO and I know that you live in LA. Tell me a little bit about that. I'm based in Vegas. So it's a little bit of a different lifestyle out here.
1: Yeah. LA is, or just Southern California in general is like a different planet. Everyone that comes to visit is in shock. It just, it's really different. The culture here is really different because you feel like you have to be doing everything at once. You have to go to all the events, you have to make connections, you have to be networking constantly. Which is true in some cases, but it can get really overwhelming and especially if you have a brand or you're just in the industry, you feel a lot of pressure to put yourself out there and it can be really uncomfortable and scary, especially if you are younger and you're alone and you don't really have anyone going with you to these events, it, it can be a lot. and. I think FOMO is something that affects all of us, and it can be really hard to deal with, especially when you're flipping through Instagram highlights and you're not there or you didn't get invited. And I think the best thing to do in those situations is to realize who you have in your circle already. Because I used to get really caught up in being like, "Oh, I wish I was there." Um, that type of thinking will really make you upset and just always leave you in the feeling of lack. So. Yeah, just feeling like feeling grateful for what I already have, which kind of goes into journaling and just kind of getting back to the basics. Just be grateful you have good friends, good family, do something you love. But it's it's really overwhelming at first when you maybe in any city, I'm sure it's the same, where there's just a lot going on and you feel like you have to go to everything to make friends and uh, kind of make a name for yourself where you are.
0: Yeah. And how do you think like the whole hustle culture mentality plays into that, especially in LA? I know that in Vegas, we have a lot of like nightlife here, but not necessarily a ton, like as much as it is in like LA or New York or something like that, as far as like influencer content creator culture in that sense, where like if you are trying to build a brand like you are doing, how does hustle culture play into that? And how have you learned to kind of deal with that?
1: That's a great question. I think that everyone in LA wants to be really busy or act like they're really busy when, most of the time, it's just making things instead of making, making things harder for yourself instead of actually doing the work, like things that actually need to get done. Um, because here, hustle culture is kind of rewarded. Maybe not so much now, but I definitely know of people who just love to say how much they're working and how they don't leave and they don't eat and it's it's hard to listen to when you're ruining your own body and your own mental state just to maybe get a few days of days ahead of everyone else and I have been in that state I still struggle with it just not want I just want to work all the time but there's a difference between being busy and actually being productive and a lot of people don't realize that they just want to be busy for the sake of it like you know, just for maybe on your Instagram or just telling other people what you've accomplished today. But it's really important. That's when balance comes in and you have to just put a stop to it, go for a walk, you know, go to the grocery store, do something you like to do because it can get really toxic, especially if that's the culture that you're surrounded by.
0: Yeah, and I love that you mentioned the difference between being busy and being productive because I 100% fell into that, especially when I was, like, as soon as I turned 18, I feel like that's when I really fell into hustle culture and that whole mentality, so like you said, not being able to make that distinction between am I just being busy and am I doing a lot of busy work running around all the time to make myself feel like I'm being productive or am I actually doing things that are going to benefit me in my present self and my future self and everything like that so I love that you made that distinction and I'm sure that I think it's a lesson that a lot of people take a really long time to learn so it's awesome that that's something that you've been able to recognize now since I think there's so many not only like work life balance benefits from that but also health balance benefits from that so you're in fitness. Have you seen how, I guess, hustle culture and that LA mentality of going, going, going has affected people's health and well-being? It does. And it doesn't. I think
1: now actually what I've seen is the wellness space has really taken off and wellness is, and I've seen those TikToks of the it girl where everything's kind of perfect and You know you wake up at 5 a.m you journal before then and that's great you know i respect people who do that but it's not everyone and i think everyone has their own way of taking care of themselves and doing their own you know morning routine nighttime routine and in a way that's healthy for them but i definitely have seen it get a little bit better in the health and wellness space just because prior it was you know, there's tons of fad diets, and you're doing extreme workouts every day. And now there's a new wave of, you know, maybe if you just go for a walk for 10 minutes, you'll feel better about yourself. Or maybe if you make yummy recipes, you'll feel better about yourself. So I think now it's, it's more wholesome, whereas before it was very much just for the aesthetics and how you look versus now it's how you feel.
0: I love that. And I think it's so important that people choose a routine and a lifestyle in general that benefits their own life and that's sustainable for them. Since I think that another element of got that going mentality is also kind of plays in fitness, where you're going to the gym a lot, or you're going on maybe a little too many walks, and you kind of need to cut back in order to find a sustainable kind of fitness routine that works for you and your body. So I love that you mentioned that.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's again, you have to find what works for you. And I hate how everyone says that. But it's so true. Because if you're busting your ass in the gym, and it's not working for you, it's like, okay, maybe just try a walk today and see how that works. But yeah, you make a great point.
0: Very cool. Well, so you're in LA and you, we've, we've talked a little bit about FOMO and everything like that. How has that been for your brand? Because I know that when you're starting a new brand, especially something like clothing, like athleisure, it can be something that you really need to get into the public's eye. So how have you kind of balanced that to where you're still able to give your brand some exposure, but you're also not sacrificing like your own mental and physical health for it? It's, it's kind of hard still uh, just because I see other
1: brands who maybe had prior funding or they have connections or it's a celebrity and their brands just seem to take off overnight. And I know that's probably not accurate, but that's what it seems again on social media. And so for me just having organic growth this whole time and being self-funded, it's definitely slower growth. So it's hard not to get ahead of myself and want everything now if that makes sense because i'll look on instagram and i'll see a girl maybe opening a retail shop in west hollywood and maybe she started her brand a year ago and then i start to compare so it's definitely hard again being in this area sometimes because you want to do you want to succeed as you know as everyone else does and it can be difficult not to compare and feel bad about the progress you've made and so that can be, you know, kind of deteriorating also, just because you want to, you want everyone to wear your stuff and you work so hard on it. But then again, it's like things come in time and they come in waves. So it's important not to rush. And then again, just be grateful and look back at all you've accomplished already. And this goes for anybody and just give yourself a pat on the back because it's hard doing anything by yourself is hard or starting you know a blog or a brand or just becoming an influencer everybody when you begin nobody really bats an eye but then as you start to gain momentum it's a different story so everybody starts somewhere i always have to remember that and i tell everyone around me that as well just keep going you know i always try to say keep staying in your own lane even though it's difficult but it's really helpful when you're not looking to everyone else for motivation, just look for your look at yourself and what you've already accomplished. And it's really helpful.
0: I think that's such great advice, especially staying in your own lane and recognizing that your progress doesn't necessarily take away from someone else's progress. And you don't need to have that element of comparison, even though it's super, super easy to fall back into it. Um, I'm sure that you know, you look at other people like you were saying, and you want to be where they're at. But then you kind of have to remember back to the fact that they were where you are at one point and so having that to kind of combat that comparison I think is really beneficial and it's something that I feel like we all need to get accustomed to doing since it's so easy to look at other people and what they're doing especially with social media and feel a sense of like almost dread of like okay I'm like nowhere where I want to be I'm so far out but then reminding yourself that hey no you've made a lot of progress and kind of look how far you've come type thing so. Do you have any tips revolving around um, comparison and stuff like that now that we're kind of going on to this topic?
1: Mm-hmm. That is a great question. I always look for other people for tips. I do a lot of listening to podcasts on, you know, how to self love, how to have more self love, and do a lot of reading, a lot of journaling. But I'd say for comparison, unfollow or mute anyone's stories who you find yourself looking at for either validation or you just you just want to see what they're up to sure it's fun to follow influencers and celebrities but sometimes if you're starting out and you're in the same industry as them let's say and you're constantly looking at them or at their posts or stories for seeing what they're doing kind of clinging onto that you're going to get really lost in your own Journey. I used to do that all the time and I'd compare myself to other brand owners constantly. And it was just so awful because it's not everyone's different. You know, I'm not someone could be looking at me and feeling the same thing. I'll never forget a CEO of this really huge company who his stuff is sold in Sephora. He literally told me, I had FOMO looking at your product. I felt like I was missing out on you. And it was funny because before we got on the meeting, I was looking at him and thinking, oh my God. have fun for everything he gets to do so it doesn't really matter where what stage you are it's everybody deals with comparing and feeling left out it's just how you're able to cope with it and just the best advice i could give is just cut anything out or just don't look at other people's things that make you feel like you're not enough
0: no you're 100 percent right and i think that the kind of almost curating your own social media feed to only show you things that inspire you instead of make you feel kind of small and make you feel like you're not doing well enough at anything, I think is a super important and useful tip that a lot of people can apply just by muting or hiding those accounts, like you said.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's super easy. You just have to bite the bullet and just mute everyone who doesn't serve you.
0: Yeah, I love that. So my last question for you is all about anxiety and mental health. And especially in your 20s, because I know that a lot of us are dealing with it, especially following the pandemic. And kind of we were all isolated and we were all inside. And I know that I personally have a lot of trouble with like social anxiety now going out. And a lot of these things were byproducts of just being inside. So how are you currently navigating having anxiety while living in LA in your 20s?
1: So I do a lot of things actually, but it. I totally get what you said about now having social anxiety. It's a completely different shift from pandemic versus real life, but I do therapy. I go to therapy every two weeks, just virtually, and that in itself is its own. It's just amazing. It's helped me so much and I love it, but if you can't do that, then I would start with just journaling and that can literally just be a brain dump in the beginning of the day or at the end of the day and just getting everything out because a lot of times when you're by yourself and you kind of keep everything bottled up like i tend to do it's really helpful to either talk to a friend about it for maybe five ten minutes and just kind of see that okay it's maybe not that big of a deal as i was making it in my head and same thing with writing it down if you could just dump it all out onto the page and just read it yourself and you're we're smart you know you can figure things out alone but it also does help to talk with a friend and i also think something that's really helped me with having anxiety and um just sometimes at super bad times is to be able to come home and have a really safe space for myself whether that's the living room or it's my own bedroom and just having things that i know that i'll come home to and i'll just feel good whether that's a candle or fluffy pillows or freshly washed sheets, clean room, things like that are really small, but they help. And I also think if you have anxiety, being organized will really help you because if everything's all over the place, it's going to be hard to find a place to relax. You want to make sure that you have an organized space and that everything is where it needs to be so you could just come home and decompress.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like you're in the same boat as me as far as when I come home, if my space isn't, like, completely clean and organized. I have trouble even focusing on relaxing. Like, I can't even sit down and, like, watch a show or anything like that because my mind is so preoccupied by all, like, those little things that are not where they're supposed to be. So I love that tip. And I think it's really kind of a useful one that a lot of us tend to overlook. I think that sometimes when we think about things like anxiety, we go to the more traditional options like therapy, which I think is super beneficial. And it's something that I've used as like part of my toolbox for years. But there's also those like smaller, more practical tips that are maybe more accessible to people like cleaning your room, cleaning your home, and keeping everything organized in a way. So you're going to minimize that overwhelm that you feel on like a day-to-day basis hmm exactly. And I also loved your tip about journaling and getting kind of those thoughts and emotions out as well. That's something that I use a ton and I love kind of showing other people like how they can use very simple journal prompts to kind of promote that anxiety relief and work through the problems that are in your mind. Because like you said, we are smart. We're able to work through things on our own, but bouncing things off of a friend totally can be super beneficial to us as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, It helped both are helpful. But you can do any even if you're just in your car or in a public place, just even get your notes up on your phone and just dump it, you know, anything you can do to get out of your head for a second.
0: Definitely. And honestly, I had such a blast talking with you about everything involving, you know, living in your 20s, kind of working on hustle culture, and really just trying to find that cliche saying of, finding what works for you, changing up your routine, and getting kind of a hold of the lifestyle that is fit for you and what's realistic for you. So I think that that's awesome. Do you have anything else that you want to mention or say?
1: Um, I don't. Just follow Emma Lou the Label, my brand, on Instagram, TikTok, and we're emmalouvelabel.com, but I had a blast. Thank you so much,
0: and Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Everything you need to know about Emma is going to be in the description. I'm going to link all of her, you know, social pages, her website and everything. So if you want to check her out, I would totally recommend it. Her athleisure is super cute and I absolutely love that it has this, like, technology that's going to target those spaces like you were talking about. Yay, thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. All right, guys, I really hope that you enjoyed our podcast today with Emma. I had such a blast talking to her and I'm super excited to see what you guys think. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me over on Instagram at Hope, And then, of course, I'm going to have all of Emma's stuff in the description like I just mentioned as well. But I hope you guys enjoyed and I will talk to you all next week on Onwards and Upwards.